Cause Life Hack Podcast, Session 5, Creation, EVA Foam Smithing. This is the Cause Life Hack Podcast, where honest questions are asked and answered about cosplay, life, and the community's ever-growing lifestyles. So we're going to be growing forward one conversation at a time. Hey y'all, welcome to the Cause Life Hack Podcast. I'm Alexandra, the host and brainchild of this little experiment here. Now some of you might know me as the cosplayer Cot or Catastrophic on Instagram. Uh, For those that don't, hello and welcome. I'm a Southern California cosplayer who's absolutely not from this neck of the woods and only actually just started cosplaying over a year ago. So that makes me very green around the edges still. Green and very full of questions about the cosplay community that may not always be easy to ask or comfortable to talk about in depth, especially for someone new to cosplay, but even for people that are already in the community. And that's where this podcast comes into play. So on today's episode of Cause Life Hack, we're talking with Jack's Cosplay about what I've personally come to know as foam smithing. Uh, So I think the best way to start this off is can you just quickly introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jack's Cosplay. I've been doing cosplay for about, uh, I want to say six and a half years. It'll be seven after the end of this year. So I've been doing it for quite a while. And I've been making a lot of foam and pretty much whatever kind of nasty ingredients are in foam, that's probably like 80% of my genetic makeup as of now. So if I have children, they're probably gonna be half half three millimeter EVA foam or something like that. So have you just been uh, cosplaying in Southern California primarily? Primarily, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started um, when I, I uh, in my hometown, cause we had, we had this, Con. I'm kind of disappointed it's not there anymore, but we had one called ZapCon, and that was really fun. Um, and that was actually the first con where I actually went out in costume, because before that I was I cosplayed maybe a couple of times, but I did it at a uh, zombie pub crawl, and then there was like a comic crawl. So we had those, and so uh, I the first one I did was Blade, so that was really cool. But then when I did my first actual convention i went to um i went to do armor building and then of course me being the sicko i am i decided let's pick the most complicated thing to do so i did the uh armor batman uses to fight superman in the dark knight returns the not the one from bvs the one from the comic book except i made it more complicated on myself uh for those who aren't dc uh, bvs is uh batman v superman okay uh yeah i just i'm mostly marvel and i don't know everything about everything so it's all good so would you consider that your cosplay origin story yep pretty much what drove you to getting into cosplay initially the bare bones uh the bare bones answer is i went to san diego comic-con for my first time uh i had went enjoyed myself, took pictures with a bunch of cosplayers. I already grew up reading comic books, you know, or as much as I can, because when you're like 10 years old, you're not employed. So you're at the mercy of your parents (laughs) to take you to the comic book store. So uh, collecting comic cards, collecting action figures and all that good stuff. So when I was done with college, 
went to a convention with some friends. I liked it a lot. And I ended up um, having some personal stuff. So after that was all said and done, I basically made a, uh, a promise to myself that I would do some different stuff. And cosplay was one of them because I'm thinking I've spent like quite a few years before that always planning for Halloween in advance. Like I would make a costume five months in advance, four months, three months, and I'd be just planning it out. And I'm thinking, boy, you dumb. Why don't you just cosplay? <laughs> and so that by that logic, I just did it. So that, and that's, and here I am, you know, six years later and yeah. All the wiser for it. Pretty much. Um, do you have any favorite characters to cosplay and why? Okay, that's a good list. All right, Batman. I grew up with Batman. That's one of my all-time favorite superheroes, um, even though he's crazy. Um, but I like his look. I like his suit. Um, I like doing some of the comic book versions. I've done, uh, let's see, besides Armor Batman, I did two versions of the Armor Batman. One was the first one. The other was an upgraded. I did a traditional like black and gray i did the rebirth suit uh based off greg capullo's artwork which is some of my favorite artwork so i wanted to make sure i did a costume of that i did zero year batman which is done by the same artist i did rebirth batman i did like a couple of versions so yeah i love doing batman costumes and it's just fun because it's like the character is kind of motivated to being like the the most even though it's not the most healthy thing, which I can also kind of relate with some personal stuff, but um, Killmonger is the other one because Black Panther was is is arguably one of my favorite MCU films besides Endgame, Winter Soldier, and Infinity War. And Killmonger's um, uh, Killmonger's um, origin in the movie and like just how he is, like I relate to a lot of that. You know, growing up as a black person in America, I totally get it. I'm not gonna do mass murder because that ain't cool but i understood that character and it really was the mcu's take on what magneto would eventually be because magneto was also my favorite cosplay because i grew up loving the x-men and magneto's my my all-time favorite supervillain. like i know people a lot of people say the joker mine's magneto because you know joker's nutty because he is and he can just do what he wants magneto wants to like better the world by making it worse but making it better you know if that so it, it's weird um but that one i recently just finished thor which i've never done before i've never read any thor comics i've only knew him from cartoons i knew him from movies i knew him from other people that read him because a lot of shockingly a lot of better ray bill fans <laughs> like every time i've brought up thor it's like yeah but i like better ray bill better it's same thing like when i used to ask people about iron man they're saying yeah but war machine is dope i like war machine i'm like well i mean they look cool but i just you know and um it uh jason aaron's running hearing about that really got me interested in thor um the female thor uh or as it should be properly called is mighty thor uh, Jane Foster. Um, I'm going to dig into that run and I've been meaning to, but it's just, I haven't been reading comic books because it gets expensive after a while. So I was just like, all right, I have like an Amazon shopping list. That's like with full of like 
$200 worth of graphic novels. The, the never-ending wish list of comic lines that you can never get to and read all of. I feel this pain. Oh, yeah. I have like 678 items in my shopping cart right now. And like a good portion of them are their graphic novels. So, And then um, aside from Thor, which I really enjoy, um, it was also uh, kind of his character arc in Endgame that really kind of was like, oh, almost a kindred spirit so i was kind of like all right yeah i like I, I like this a lot so it was cool you know and you know shout, shout out to all the thick dudes out there you know we're out here you know doing business and so it was cool i like that too and uh plus him double fisting two enchanted weapons that are like bigger than any human being awesome so well Mjolnir's not that big but stormbreaker's massive so, not everyone can lift it, so it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, ask Steve Rogers. I mean, apparently he can. But not everyone. I know. <laughs> I know. So you aren't just um, pulled to characters that you cosplay for the, the like the armor. Do you ever cosplay yes. things that aren't armor, or are you just kind of like really in, like what's draws you to armor? I guess. Um, you know what? That's actually a great question that I can't answer. <laughs> I just kind of. Actually, no, I can't answer that. Um, sewing scares the absolute hell out of me. So, and <laughs> for some dumb reason, my logic is I can make complicated shapes and designs and, you know, I could score all these intricate patterns with a, you know, a heat knife or an exacto blade and heat it up with foam and then, you know, spend minutes trying to like mold it together like it's like this weird version of clay. But you hand me a sewing machine and some fabrics. I'm like, um, what do I do with this? So I, I've been training myself because my aunt was nice enough to let me have her sewing machine two and a half years ago. And so I finally pulled it out of my my uh, my closet and started working with it. So I, 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 I'm trying to use that for more. But um, armor, I still kind of use to kind of more enhance it. A costume rather than it being part of what it looks like so um like when i see a character that is in comic books it's drawn to look pretty basic or you know it depends on really the artist who's doing it and then i just take that since there's not really a there's never really a stable look as far as because i've seen magneto's costume change like a million times in comic books you know rose has changed Batman's kind of, you know, but everyone interprets it differently. So I just treated myself as an artist and was like, I can throw armor here to enhance the suit better, or I can accentuate what's already there. Or if like the character has muscles, I can make a muscle suit to kind of enhance my physique and, you know, you know, something like that. Yeah, that's a good thing to point out, um, especially when you're you're looking at other cos you, the general you're looking at other, uh, cosplayers, especially like male superheroes. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you go to the movies, they a lot of them have muscle suits underneath them. Like even though they are they also jacked, and they've also worked with yes personal trainers, nutritionists, etc. They de pretty much dedicate that's their job is to look like the superhero. Exactly, yeah, um, they have this huge support system to do that. So comparing yourself to them is kind of like a, a dangerous thing. But then also add the fact that a lot of times people have the muscle suits mm -hmm. um it's definitely i've seen some of your pictures especially with um i do believe like magneto and, and you've added like the muscle suits and i mm -hmm. think it really just brings another level 
to the, the cosplay. I mm-hmm. think um, comfort is another one of those things because uh, as someone who just wore today um, a, at Long Beach Comic Con, I wore a, a bunny rogue like a corset and oh man, it's the, the comfort definitely changes the cosplay. Mm-hmm. I know we're kind of like diversing a little bit mm-hmm. off. So but you looked amazing. Oh, you fantastic. Looked, you looked Thank amazing, you. by the way. Thank you. I couldn't feel some of my or- internal organs, I imagine, but like my ribs. But yeah. wait but till you, wait for till the you, look. Wait till you're 35, and then your body starts failing you. Then you'll be. Then it's I'm like, oh, that, that's normal. I'm not that far off. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, getting back to just the conversation of foam smithing, I know we kind of dove right in, but how would you define foam smithing? I know you're we trying to like put a name to it before we started this podcast, like this this interview, but. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to describe it. How would you kind of explain it to someone who was super new to cosplay? You know, basically how I look at it, how I would describe it is it's just basically the art of using EVA foam, craft foam to create something. Just this flat piece of foam and then turning it into something great, you know, making, you know, diamonds out of coal. You know, it's basically how I look at it. Um, whether it want to call it foam smithing or armor building or whatever, to me, I feel it's, it's essentially the same thing, uh, because, but foam smithing is a little bit more specific, but I kind of consider it the same just because I use foam for all of that. Yeah. So the benefits of, of foam versus say, if you wanted to build an, like say an armor build, um, why don't you just metal smith it? I mean, that's what the armor is made out of. That takes a lot of money. I know. Like, bruh. I, I'm like, asking basic level <laughs> questions be, to, to kind of go in, but um, definitely cost restraints yes. go into it as someone myself who has dabbled in a few um, uh, armor foam builds. It's definitely a cost. It's definitely, if you mess up, you're not going to throw that material cost out the window. And equipment, um, like, is you're messing with metal, you're, you know, you're on another level. You know, and uh, yeah, and also the fact that it's you're working with metal. Like, I'm not trying to wear like 50 pounds of like of aluminum on my body for like seven, eight hours. I have a hard enough time lugging my personal problems and my uh, phone build and all my my wallet, my keys, my money, and whatever when I have no one to like you know, carry it for me. So I have to do a lot of heavy lifting. So I'm like, nah, I, 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 I'll stay in my lane, you know, as to what I'm good at, you know, and, and I, I, and um, what I mean by staying in my lane is like, I do what I best at and I keep learning from what I'm already good at. And I just keep going because to me, I'm still very critical of what I do. I still don't think I'm um, at a level I could be at, and that's just a lot of learning. Hell, even doing this Thor, this Thor build I did, which shockingly enough, it, even though I did a lot of pieces here and there, like upon, you know, or on, uh, during a, uh, like maybe a month period, month and a half or whatever, adding it all up, it only took me like two weeks to make that costume. It didn't take that long. And I noticed that, I was able to do the entire pattern because I did something I've never done before. And that I, I kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, why, why are you like the way you are? And that was because I made a pattern of my 
upper torso. And I was like, oh, this is so much easier than making a static shape that I eventually have to conform to my to my traps and my shoulders. And then I could have just done this. So, yeah. Okay, to build off what you're kind of like explaining, can you kind of step it back and go through the basic process of building, say, um, like an arm bracer or a chest piece, if working with the EVA foam? Okay. Uh, the first thing I do now, this is completely something I do, but I think a lot of I kind of pick it up from other cosplayers that that do it. Evil to Evil Ted, uh, Hendo Art. Uh, Ebony Warrior Studios. I learn from them constantly. But what I do is I have to, I have to conceptualize it first. Like let's say uh, it's one of Batman's forearm bracers. If I want to make it very intricate and a specific design, I have to draw it out. I have to know exactly what's going to go where. Is there going to be any uh, detail line work? Where the spikes are going to go? All of that has to be drawn out. I have to draw it first. And I can't do anything until I'm happy with what design I'm at. Then next, I have to pattern it out. Best way is like poor man's pattern, you know, just getting saran wrap and wrapping around your arm and uh, preferably having someone help you because it's dangerous for me to like exacto blade a piece of like material that's close to my forearm and not try to you know cut my arm open. So yeah, pro- kids don't don't. Don't do dumb things like that. Have someone help you, you know, or me- or measuring like someone that's, you know, good with measurement, you know, measure the inside all the way to the base of the arm, you know, doing that, you know. Okay. And then after, say, you have the pieces um, measured, like uh, your, your template, mm-hmm. what do you do from there? After that, it's the simple fact of just like if we're going with the forearm bracer, all I have to do is just mark out exactly what where the detail lines are going to be and then i have to copy it because what i usually do is when i make a i have probably like 40 50 different forearm guard templates at home they're like just in a crate in my garage you know and, and, you know i because i do so i've done so many that now i can just go to sleep and do one um but i'll have one then i'll make a second one that's going to be where i can make and i'll make simple detail lines and i'll cut those out so when i put it onto the foam, I can just draw the detail lines out. And then from there, I also mark where's the spike, where where his spike's going to be. Is there going to be uh, like nylon webbing to make it look like it can be removed by like Velcro or like a grommet or something like that? I do that. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically I have to just roadmap my way around that foam with, uh, with a Sharpie. And then from there, I can just start adding everything on because everything's there, and I have to copy it twice. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you have two arms. Yep. In your case, you have two arms. Mm-hmm. So basically, you trace your patterns onto the EVA foam, right? And then mark up any other additional details, mm-hmm. maybe any labels, so that you have so depending on how intricate the pieces are, you mm-hmm. have which one's your left one, which one's your right one, what's top, what's bottom. So like, cause they can get flipped around and depending on what type oh, of EVA foam oh you boy, use, you yeah. can't tell what's top and bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and so you go from there, cutting it out. Do you have any recommendations for cutting it out? Um, just really good exacto blades. Like, uh, I couldn't tell you the brand, but um, they're, uh, they're basically exacto blades that have the long, like refillable blades. Those are dope. I use those all the time. I do have, a second 
pair of exact uh, a second exacto blade that's got shorter ones uh, it's got shorter blades i use that um if i'm just if i can't because sometimes i'll misplace the other one i'm like oh this still works i'll, I'll use this um exact uh, a small exacto blade perfect like like the ones that are like as small as a pen fantastic because i do those for all my detail stuff even though a heat knife would be easier but i'm stupid so and i haven't bought one yet so i just use that and then i'll um put a heat gun over it and for me i actually like it better even though a, a heat knife would make it easier for me using a small exacto blade gives me a lot more control because i'm not I'm not worried about how much heat is going onto my uh, my product, and I can control what it is because it's just at a normal. It's not even at really a hot temperature, so I'm just making a cut line, and then from there I'm able to create all that narrative from the heat gun because it'll all open up, and it is a very rewarding thing. It's very rewarding. Definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Um, in regards to the Exacto knife. I found that <clears throat> it can get dull and start making your cuts a little oh boy. janky. Oh yeah. How often, like, do you go through? Like, if you were gonna do an armor project, how should, how many blades should you prepare to have to make it through the project? Uh, you're gonna. I honestly, I will. I have bought spare blades when I already bought two spare blades two weeks ago. I will forget, or I'll just be like, I need another set. I have about five sets of just the long blades and each one of them carries like 10. Cause I'll go through, like if, if I were to do tomorrow, if I were to do, cause I'm planning, I, I I'm planning out a, uh, a captain America armor build based off his Marvel now look that one, I'll go through like at least like two good blades, you know, and um, having a sharpener is good. Having a, a an exacto blade sharpener. Very good. I, I only reason I started using it is because Evil Ted, when I watch his videos, he'd have all that. So I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. He says it's good, so I'm doing this. And it, it honestly, it's beneficial. And um, for those who don't know, Evil Ted is another foamsmither? Uh, yes, he's a highly talented foamsmith. I think he's been in like the uh, film industry for like 20 years, I believe. Um, but yeah, I, I've met him a couple of times. He signed my uh, my armor Batman helmet, and so I was very happy. Um, but yeah, he's a and he's also a really nice guy. He's a real cool guy. So like him, uh, he's the only one I've been fortunate as far as like you know some of the um, the foamsmiths that I've come to like admire. He's one of the few I've actually met, and then um, then uh, Hendo Art I've also met a couple of times, and she does really good. Uh, quality work with foam as well and then unfortunately for me um ebony warrior studios lives across the country but i've seen his work when he does halo cosplays or when he's doing like 300 cosplays and you know the brother's amazing you know and it's it also makes me feel good because it's like you know it's like you know someone that looks like me is also doing doing what i'm doing so for me it like it's more it's also more encouraging you know because it's like yeah you know it's like you work you know we're you know, we're, we're doing this. So yeah. So I, I like those three. And then plus a lot of cosplayers that I just become friends with. It's like, damn, even, even people that keep telling me they're like, wow, your skill is so good. I'm like, you don't know how many times I look at some of your stuff and I'm thinking, 
I need to do it. I need to do that. Or I need to get better at that certain thing. That is definitely a mood. The <clears throat> one thing I've learned about this cosplay community, especially in Southern California, is just it's so chock full of talent. Yeah. So and there's so many people that are so versatile in their talent. Like you you're really you're amazing at film smithing. I think you're really high up there and I know you sell yourself short a lot, but um don't we all? But then there's people that do that level of foam smithing and then also do that level of sewing and then also add in electronics to mm-hmm. there. And it just blows my mind. Um, I was going to ask a question in regards to, oh, asking advice. Um, yes. How do you feel about people approaching you and, and, and asking advice about foam smithing? And um, just like say they 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 DM'd you on Instagram about us, like, your recent build, your Thor, like, hey, mm-hmm. how did you do this? Oh, I'll tell them. Okay. I'll tell them outright. Like, I have no problem, you know, interacting. You know, I usually like it better uh, if I'm at the con. That way I, I can, because sometimes when I talk, I can either go on a tangent or I'm trying to make uh, my explanation less complicated because I have a whole bunch of words and they don't come out like, they don't come out like a sentence. They come out like confetti. So I'm trying to wrangle all of that together. Shotgun explanation. Exactly. It's like buckshot when when I'm talking about it. It's like a whole bunch of words that all technical stuff that makes sense. So, but I, I, I do, um, uh, sometimes I'm not as good at answering DMS cause you know, that's life. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I just don't answer DMS cause it's like, I got other stuff to do. I can't answer everybody, but you know, I, I, I do the best I can, or at least I try to, you know, but you're more than the long but I'm more you're than, more than I'm happy. More, I'm more than willing. Yeah, like I, I personally, I, I, it makes me feel good when someone asks me that because it's like, wow, you want to ask me? Okay, cool. And I'll tell them. Yeah, it's always it's definitely helpful as someone who's is new and been in the news position. Like it's very intimidating to ask people that look like these amazing uh, cosplayers, and then there's also the stigma of like say someone has over 10K or 100K uh, followers, you're like, they're not going to answer my DM. I'd like to know how they did this. I've done some research. I'm not just mm-hmm. like asking them willy-nilly. I've tried a few things, but I think their expertise really helped me. Um, what I like to tell people in, in, in situations like this, and I've had to learn to do this in my professional career, um, is to, to ask. Just, I mean, what harm mm-hmm. can come in, in asking? They just don't. Well, it's about the same result you're going to get if you don't ask. So at the very least, they can tell you, no, I'm not going to tell you, or they not answer your DM, but, Mm. or they could actually answer you and you could not only develop almost like a mentorship Mm. or a friendship and and some, maybe sometimes collaboration. That's how a lot of my collaborations and like my, the advice that I've gotten that's helped me has come about. I'm just like, might as well just ask. Yeah. um, I've actually gotten more comfortable just asking, you know, cosplayers that like, like you mentioned, you know, that maybe have like a bigger follow count. If they don't answer, they don't answer, you know, or like I'll comment on their story and it's like, yikes, this is, this is dope or something like that, or just collaboration because I've done that. So it, it, you know, you just shoot your shot as far as that, as that goes, you know, it never hurts to spread positivity because even just those comments, because I get sometimes yeah. comments from people and they just like, even if it's like the little heart emoji or whatever, and they're just responding to a story or a post. And they're just like, mm-hmm. this is great. It definitely is encouraging and motivating, at least yeah. on my end. I imagine yours as well. No, it is. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah. So what was your first build with EVA foam? Like what was the, 
I think you would just say it blade. Was, it was it was the uh, um well actually yeah it was the body armor I used for the blade costume which I went through like two three different designs before I came up with something that was coherent and then that still sucked or as far as I was concerned I didn't like it but yeah it was it was that one and then when I did armor Batman. I was very happy. And that was a way more comp that was a way more complex thing. And I was still learning. So, but uh the blade vest technically was the first one, even though that wasn't a complete that wasn't a complete armor build. The armor Batman was, and then eventually it went to which shortly enough, it went to what a lot of people know me as, but that's when I got to cyborg. So So how long did it take the um, the blade vest? to complete um let me see God, it was so long ago um weeks maybe month maybe a few maybe a month or maybe a little bit more and that's not solidly working on it like non-stop that's, like a job this is kind of like exactly. working when you have time exactly and yeah. it's also stopping when it's like oh this doesn't work or i need to find a better way so i can wear it because the one thing i have to keep especially now now that I've kind of been using other materials, it's like I have to think about can because my logic is I need to be able to run in this if I need to. I need to be able to move in this because world is kind of a dangerous place. If 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 someone wants to come scrap, I need to be ready. So if I'm dressed as Thor and someone's you know comes comes through, I need to be able to like either fight or flight. You know. So but but on a uh, but on the real, I I. Um, it has to be able to be something I can do dynamic poses in. I have to be able to run in it. That was the thing that I, why I upgraded the armored Batman suit because I needed that flexibility and I was able to run in it. Those are definitely lessons learned. Um, it's not a corset, but armor can be pretty restricting to your movement. I have such respect for, okay, shout out to every female cosplayer out there. You know, they're, out here doing the most, you know, they're, uh, you know, cause you know, a lot of, a lot of them are doing makeup, you know, there's even, there's makeup, there's a combination of armor. There's a combination of, are you wearing corsets? Are you wearing like all of this stuff? Then you're worried about like subtle stuff, you know, to make sure that you're not like, you know, like all out there exposed, you know, to keep yourself protected, you know, and it, yo, shout out to y'all. You, you got, you, you ladies be doing the most. I have, I, I, lot of lot of respect well thank you it's it's definitely eye-opening to start getting into the uh, the cosplay community to compare stories um like similar stories with me and other women but also stories as when i speak to you about Mm -hmm. like stuff that's happened to me and you're like are you are you serious um but that's kind of like going off into like a deep end that we'll we'll circle back around to a little later but I know we mentioned tangents. What mm-hmm. I like to call them is uh, chasing butterflies and you and I both do it mm-hmm. because I was asking you earlier about, you know, the process of, of building. So we talked about the conceptualization of it and then the tracing and the cutting out of it. So you have all your pieces. Mm-hmm. What next? Um, you have to glue it all together. Cause really I have the, um, the, uh, the entire structures, built because all it is is a flat piece of foam and it's just shaped really weird because it's going to turn into a forearm after that i have to be able to glue it barred cement is what um i learned to use barred cement is fantastic 
So I definitely recommend that for like armored stuff. Although it does require patience because you do have to glue, uh, preferably sand, lightly sand both ends that you're gonna be gluing together first. You gotta spread that on, you have to let it wait. So usually what I do is when I'm letting glue dry before I connect the two sides together, I'll work on something else or I'll build something else. So like the form, like the Batman form guard, I'll put the glue on both sides then it's like, all right, cool. Uh, that's got to dry. Um, I'll give myself like 10 minutes, you know, even though it'll be dried in like three, I'd rather just give myself 10 minutes. I'll do something else. So I'll start building the, uh, um, the Batman spikes, or I'll look on Amazon to see what kind of glove is going to look good for this particular, um, uh, forearm guard, you know, something like that. And then after that, uh, the paint process, which is the most fun, um, wear a mask, kids. You know, don't don't breathe Plasti Dip in. Plasti Dip is amazing. Plasti Dip I use every single time. I need a sponsorship for whoever, whatever <laughs> the, that company. I have put a lot of money. I'm pretty sure I put some kids through college. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I've 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 um, that I've alleviated some gambling debts or something. Oh, like. <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah. So I, I uh, Plasti Dip is fantastic. I use it all the time. You can, if especially it's since it's black, you know, um, when I'm doing Batman, I don't even bother painting it. You know, I don't put any paint in it because it's already black. I don't need it. And it has like a textured look. Are there other colors of Plasti Dip? Uh, yes. Uh, in my experience, I've seen uh, gray, white. Uh, clear is actually becoming my favorite now because I can use that actually as a top coat. And if, if it's foam that I need to like, move and i know it's gonna crease because keep in mind like paint or at least when i do it i'm probably doing it wrong or i'm not doing something the way it should be paint will crack so doing a top coat of that clear plastic dip when i move it it's just gonna crease and that is perfect which is what i used when i did my uh my first captain america uh, i'm sorry my latest captain america suit when i went to wondercon this year i did that and it worked so Plastidip, for those who don't know what makes it different than paint, that whole plasty part of it, it's yeah. got a, is it like a it's, rubber? It's a rubber, it's a rubber coating. Okay. That's an aerosol form. Yeah. So it helps seal, seal the mm -hmm. foam. Okay. You mentioned air, like, um, air protect, like, uh, uh, air protection, just wearing air a mask. Protection. Yep. Yeah. Do not um, breathe that in. I would, I would go back and say that same thing for glue. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. pretty intense. I would definitely have fans going if you're doing it inside. Have a well ventilated air, like windows open, fans. Um, we're lucky in Southern California and that it's not super wet or super dry out. So, like if you have a porch, it's usually kind of the best area to go. Mm. Um, as as someone who grew up in, I never, I didn't cosplay when I was living in North Carolina, but as someone who's heard horror stories in the more humid regions, uh, choose your paint days wisely. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, if it's raining, <laughs> good game. You better not. You never. You ne better not be trying to paint, unless you have a covered area. Only thing that I've learned, and I had to learn this the hard way when I use plastic dip. If it's cold and it's wet outside, that plastic dip is going to turn into like spoiled milk. There's a trick to that. You have to warm it up. Yeah. You have to warm it up in hot water. And so you can you do like a, a like a bucket or like a hot water bath. Exactly, and I learned this yeah. from like an automotive like YouTube video, which is I always. I think a great we probably watched the same one. Well, we learned a thing from yeah. that one. 
Um, a note that I thought of earlier in regards to gluing. Uh, what happens if you glue something too fast? If you don't wait, if you're not patient enough or you're doing a rush, like you're doing what we never, ever do. We there's never a, con crunch. Um, <laughs> there's like several different things that can happen. Either one, if you're too impatient, you're going to get glue on your hands or it's going to get stuck on your finger or the worst. Well, actually, no, getting on Getting glue on your fingers to me is just kind of like, oh, a drop of water got on me. Ah, it's gonna come off. It'll be fine. But putting it to putting something together when it's two ends, if you, you just be careful with it. You just gotta be mindful that yeah, if you miss, if you don't place it right, and it's like like you know the the um like the form guard again. So you're basically putting the two ends together and it'll be like kind of like a cylinder like how that is if those two if those two ends because remember the foam is thick there's probably going to be some foam that's like sticking up when you look at it really close or you do what i and i've done in the past which is i've glued glued apart together and it was too far up so that way when i look look behind the forearm guard that's going toward where my elbow is it's this giant like structure and it's just protruding out um it's hard to describe but basically i'm gluing in the wrong place or uh the glue still wet and the glue will not hold so it'll hold but only to a point so you won't get a flat um surface it's going to kind of like spread open a little bit it's going to look like a like a very thin taco so um i i like tacos i'm sorry um so it'll 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 look a little like that um so yeah don't do that be patient just be patient and the thing about it is is that you got to be patient especially when you're at whatever skill level you're at like patience is like a big part of it i mean it, it it does it does get discouraging when you're creating art and it may not come out the way you want it to or maybe you start looking at it and think it works and then when you you test it out on on uh on on the field as i like to call it i always call it yeah it, it's field tested um it may not work or it may not be practical or whatever uh, take that time as like a learning experience and just say okay this is what i gotta upgrade but it, it, it's all a learning process. Like it has to be, that's kind of like how life is. So it's not the end of the world if it, if it doesn't work out. Um, I'm an engineer and that's just screams engineering to me. We always say it's an iterative process. Mm -hmm. There's always a better way to make something or there's always some way to improve it or make it more efficient or yes. make it look nicer. And those opportunities, it's better to look at them as opportunities as opposed to beating yourself down because step back, you might be futzing over one little minute detail that you forgot, that you messed up yeah. on, that's missing. And me not knowing that Canon or me thinking it's just awesome anyways is going to love it. And that's 90% yeah. of people and anyone that's going to nitpick you on some little detail, not your friend. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, I think I always... I always live by this. Um, most of, if I get any criticisms, it's mainly by people who don't put time and effort into creating. You know, those are people I'm like, yo, like until you take the time to build something yourself, you know, 
yeah, you may have the right to an opinion, but you're also an adult and you also have to realize this is not something, would you be able to do this or can you do it better? You know? And so on the topic of what I would, that I would consider that like harassment, um, there's been kind of growing harassment, not just in person at conventions and wherever we would say display this sort of art um, and cosplay, but also online. Mm -hmm. Have you had any experiences? Let's start with the in-person and how have you handled those? Uh, In-person, no. Uh, Online, yes, but it's been very, I've been lucky enough to where it's like, I don't get a lot of that. And if I do, I immediately just like report the account and I, you know, I do it. I, I just block them, you know, so they won't see my stuff, you know, cause that's easy. Sometimes it's a little bit harder, especially with people that have like a lot more followings and a lot, and you know, a- after a certain point, just for your own sanity, don't, you can't read the comment section. It gets really rough. Cause I know I got flack when I did uh cause I did a recently a, um, an episode of Marvel Becoming, shout out to Marvel for um, giving me that opportunity. Um, it was myself and a few others, we all did the X-Men. So I was getting comments and like my best, one of my really good friends messaged me and he was saying, yeah, some of the YouTube comments there, man, they, some of these people getting super racial online. I'm like, yeah, I'm not shocked, you know, cause it's like, oh my God, look at this white character who doesn't exist that is not real and has no really any kind of, you know, it doesn't create anything in real life, but yet I'm going to be mad that, you know, this black person who's like just trying to wear a costume because they like the character, you know, but yeah, so that's what I had to deal with. And that sucked, but um, that's not a shock to me because I've had to grow up. I had to grow up with that. You know, I, you know, I, I had, I would call racist things when I was like 10 years old. So for me, this is not new. It's not cool. But um, I've been lucky enough to where I, I've cultivated at least a following that they pretty much are all very supportive. So I've had a really good support system. So I've been lucky and not so many. Uh, there's other people. There's other cosplayers, bigger followings or uh, smaller followings that probably haven't, you know, and that's also due to like them being women or them being women of color, you know, because I have the benefit of being a guy, you know, like, you know, you know, whether they're a woman or a woman of color, they'll get super scrutinized on like just anything. And, and it's by dudes that probably never known what an actual living, breathing woman looks like, or they just grew up that like, oh yeah, I can say whatever I want. Cause I'm a guy and I have that right. But that's another story. But yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten lucky, but I have dealt with it. And all I do is either not read the comment section if there's too many, or I just simply take the comment off, block it. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I would recommend not delving into the whole, I mean, we've all done it, delving the whole of like the oh, hateful yeah. messages and not just even on like, I don't get too many of them, but they prop up now and I'm not mm-hmm. like a super popular cosplayer, mm-hmm. but I've gone through on some people's pages and it, it goes from celebrities to everyday people that are doing cosplay to like the, the, the superstars of cosplay, mm-hmm. the, the high follower account yes. cosplay accounts. And it seems that just people get really brave, have gotten more and more brazen with yeah. with social media. And um, it can be a positive feedback loop. And positive feedback loops, for those who don't know, is not like a positive thing. It's just when yeah. the negativity keeps mm-hmm. adding and adding. Yeah. So there's the positive to it. So if you ever hear someone say that term is a bit right it's just it's kind of like energy being fed into a a hurricane of negativity Mm -hmm. and 
what Jack said, uh, I would definitely recommend uh, as a way to handle it is just um, reporting the account, especially if they're harassing. You don't engage usually. Usually engaging is just useless uh, past a few comments yeah. at all. I have seen some very gangster cosplayers. They will roast whoever's coming at them to the point where that person that try to like get all brave and say, oh yeah, I got a computer screen. I can talk, say wherever I want. They'll get salty and they're, they'll like DM them saying, take that down. I don't, and it's like, bro, if you didn't want to get wet, you shouldn't have played in the rain. You know, some people, they'll be able to, they'll be able to like deal out all the damage. Cause I'm, I, I think that this way, if you, if you got the fortitude to roast someone, you better be have, you better have the uh, fortitude to take it. Is that's how I feel. It's like if you want to if you want to give that energy, and you mess with the wrong person, they and they get back at you. If you can't handle it, then maybe you shouldn't be here. It's like, or maybe why don't you just not comment on something you don't know anything about, you know? But then again, that's not how it works. So you just got to like navigate the best you can. Yeah, it's it's we don't want to make it sound like that's all the things that are out there, right. but it does come up, and it's good to kind of have a uh, a mindset of this is not everyone and yeah, that yeah. please keep going with cosplay we want you in our community yeah because i've really I, i've gained quite a few friends that some people i've i've ended up becoming extremely close with to the point where they're either like i consider them like a sister, you know, or I've like, they're just like really good friends that I talk to every day. And it'll be like, we'll talk about personal stuff. And I feel like I've known them for years and I've developed better relationships now that I'm a grown up. Cause usually the, the funny thing about it is like when you're growing up, usually the relationships that ended up, end up staying for the rest of your life are the ones you made when you're a full fledged adult, because those are ones like, you know, you kind of know where your identity is. You know what you want out of a person you want to be with. And I've gotten lucky like you. I, I, I've met so many wonderful people that I can like just talk to about anything, you know, and, and it's nice. And especially, you know, because I have a lot of female friends that are in cosplay and guys, if she's being nice, that does not mean she's flirting. stop acting (laughs) just not every guy needs to just you know platonic relationships are not bad you know so and and i and also having a lot of female friends i get perspectives on what they have to deal with or maybe what their logic is behind that because you kind of have to if you want to if you want to live in this world right you kind of get other people's you got to get other people's perspectives you know so that's why i'll even tell my male uh, male friends i'm like bro we benefit from male privilege sometimes because like you know females get to deal some deal with stuff native to them we can't see and our side is the one that perpetuates it so you know it's a whole it, it's a whole thing so it's about understanding and that's what i like the most about you know, the community I've been in. So um, it's been fun. There are bad people. And I also, I've, you, you have, I have to make peace with the fact that there is terrible people in every single community that exists. That's just how it is. And sometimes I feel ashamed to be a part of it, but it's like, yo, I continue because it's a community that has given me so much happiness that I'm not going to leave it because this is mine. And, you know, some person that wants to trash talk 
you know, that's probably never done a phone bill in his life or whatever, trying to give me advice. It's like, bro, what have you done? You know, I, I spent years with a craft and it's like you're on a phone just like, you know, talking trash. It's like, w- 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 <laughs> like learn, learn a craft, you know, do a hobby. So, yeah. Yeah. Take things with a grain of salt sometimes. Yeah. yeah and that's hard to do, but sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. So if someone were to um, encounter someone harassing you either in person or online, would you want them to step in? And if so, how? Uh, if someone wanted to, was harassing me online and I do, I like, so if someone made a comment, uh, um, to your post and started saying, um, and I didn't, and I saw similar comments in regard to your like Magneto, some just like some racist comments. Mm-hmm. If someone dropped one of those on your post yeah. or dropped one of those on a post that you were like, so Marvel's post, would you, what would your advice be to anyone that saw that, that like, is your friend or something like that, like engaging wise? I'm a grown man, so I can take care of myself. I'm kind of like just, this is not a shock to me. And that's the sad part is that like dealing with racism or anything like that, that's something that I have to grow up and live with. I've had to, you know, and it's like, you got to find a way to navigate through that. And also because I have a very strong mindset of how it is I expect people like, especially like my white friends or anything, I'll tell them exactly how I don't, I'm not trying to make them feel comfortable. I'm trying to tell them exactly how it is I feel. Just like if a female friend told me what they deal with, and then it's like, if I were to say something that's like, well, that's very man of you to say, then it's like, I want to know, you know? But as far as that, I don't need anyone coming to right rescue, but funny enough, it's funny you brought that up. A few of my friends came after some of the people that did, that were trash talking, like one of them like tagged Marvel and was like, you need to take these down now. And then one of them was like, like basically breaking down, giving a PowerPoint presentation of why they were, why they're a terrible person. <laughs> then they tried DMing them and all this oh, other no. stuff. And it's like, I didn't realize. And then one of my friends, cause, and it was hilarious. He messaged me. It's like my, my, my boy, my boy, CJ love this man to death. He's like my older brother. He basically was like, don't read the comments, man. Don't worry about it. This is your day. This, you guys did something great. I got time. And I was just kind of like, that's all I need, bro. And they just did their thing. So I don't I don't expect anyone to come in to try to like, you know. But I figured also if if you are going to be about something like it's it's like you say, if someone says I'm outspoken or whatever, I'll jump to anyone online and whatever then mean what you say because if not i'm just gonna be like well yeah uh you didn't so but at the end of the day i'm kind of like i don't expect anyone to to rescue me because you know that i mean batman has to do it all the time he doesn't expect people to save him you know or like spider-man has to worry about his his ingenuity Black Panther, he may have Wakanda, but if he's like without technology or Wakandan technology or whatever, which has happened, it's just him. You know, Captain Marvel, Storm, all these characters, they're all people that are full of realized heroes that maybe are unsure with themselves. And that's how you kind of have to look at it is that these characters aren't perfect. And even like when people say Superman is too perfect, Superman has an identity crisis. And so sometimes I read, um, um, some of uh, um, Heroes in Crisis and uh, Tom King, shout out to Tom King, he's a really good writer, um, but he did 
some really cool, interesting things with Batman and Superman, Wonder Woman, a lot of these different DC characters to make them look human. And that's kind of how you have to look at it is that even some of the fictional characters we like, and depending on the writer, because remember, they're all still fiction, the writer will give them things that you will then imprint onto the identity of that character. And it's like, yeah, you know, this, that's like I said before, like how I was able to relate to Thor in Endgame because I've dealt with that kind of depression, you know, where I just like sink into like a, uh, a whole of my own like guilt and anxiety. I've done that, you know? And so that's something you got to kind of fight your way through. And I made a Instagram post uh, like maybe a couple weeks ago, about it. I'm like, yo, like having a support system or even like people that are maybe, um, uh, that are, that are your homies or whatever, if they come out and just say, Hey, yo, if you need to talk to me, I got you. Or if someone that's quite closer says, I love you, you know, just let them know that you care. I mean, that means more to me than saying, I need you to defend my honor because this guy said something terrible in, in, in Instagram posts. I'm like, nah, you know, it's like, I don't need that, but it is nice to have like that kind of friendship. So, so we got off on a tangent again. Yes, it was did. not a bad tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, to bring it back, you mentioned Thor, and that was your most recent build that you mm-hmm. debuted today. You kept that pretty tight-lipped on, yep. on progress posts, and a lot of times you, you were pretty active in posting like progressive mm-hmm. uh, images of your current builds coming up. To, I know coming up to WonderCon and coming right. up to a few things, you definitely were showing bits and pieces pretty heavily. This one you kept close to the vest. Um, was there a reason why? Um, personal stuff. That's it. Uh, I, it was, and it didn't really have anything to do with that. I was just kind of like, I'm step away from social media just to kind of give myself a new form of discipline to like not be on it as much, you know, to kind of like get rid of some habits, you know, try to like kind of like uh, reprogram myself and all that stuff. And and, and it benefits. Like I, uh, I recommend to anybody, if you need to step away from something, please step away. If it, if it, ever causes you any kind of harm then just you got it sometimes you got to remove yourself from it and that's what i did you know it wasn't that anything happened it was just i just didn't feel like being on there and i i was just kind of like you know what i'm just going to focus specifically on the 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 craft itself i'm not going to worry about taking pictures and showing them off and if i do i'll show them to like my close friends you know i've sent you pictures and i've sent other people that I know that like will ask me what I'm doing next. And I'll just be like, here you go, bro. And they're like, Oh wow. So, and, and it was rewarding when um, it, it was actually kind of a good unveiling when I came out. Cause everyone was looking at it. Like even people I didn't know, they were just like, that Thor is cool. I'm like, yeah. And they asked me like, what, what version is that? I'm like, this is my own baby. Like, you know, it's influenced by several different things, but it's my own. And so I, I it was better that I kind of stayed, stayed off the radar from it because, you know, just focusing on the build and keeping myself focused on something instead of like, oh, I got to post this or whatever, or I should post this or whatever. Nah, just do the thing and then show the thing. Yeah, it's definitely okay to step away for whatever reason. Um that you need to mental health or otherwise um i've seen some builders they didn't they they're very secret about their their mm-hmm. you know their cosplays 
and the reveal at the, at the, at the conventions, they'll have a secret cosplay or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, what I've seen them do, and I don't know if you do this. I know you took progress pictures and sent me them, but like they'll keep a stack of them so they can go back and do almost like tutorials. So they have files upon files of like their build pictures. And then if they wanted to pr- have more content in the future, say if they were in a slump, but they wanted to keep producing content right. and keep engagement up on Instagram, if that's something they were very um, concerned with, they could have stuff that mm-hmm. to post. Cause I have a ton of pictures of like my progress like I have a bunch, you know, I don't think I'll post a lot of them, but I do. And I think, and secret, co- and secret cosplays are cool. Cause if you just want to remain anonymous and you just don't want to be kind of like bombarded, you know, with like people ask uh, with like, you know, that know who you are. You're just like, I just want to walk around, be anonymous. I just want to chill. It's not like I hate everyone. It's just like, I just want to chill. You know, I, I, I just, you know, I don't want to be the name that everyone knows me by. I just want to be that character for a little bit. And sometimes, you know, it just depends. So that's that's interesting because when I said secret cosplay, I was thinking of people that like, um, so a cosplay that not everyone knows, mm-hmm. not so much one that hides your identity, but that's a good point to make. That there are definitely people that intentionally make their cosplays so that it's very difficult to identify who they are. Yeah, and I kind of I, I kind of I, I put them as almost one of the same thing at this point i'm kind of like because fun facts about me my earlier post when i first started my instagram i did not show my face at all i did not want my face being shown eventually it was kind of like if i'm going to keep doing this there's going to be characters i want to do that are going to show my face and i'm like so you'll see a lot of pictures where my face is obscured or it's covered up by glasses sunglasses or a helmet or whatever it's never actually me and that goes all the way till now and even, um, you know, secret cosplays that I just don't want to tell anyone about. I've never done that yet, uh, it, except for like maybe Thor, but that wasn't really a secret. I kind of already hinted I was going to do Thor and I made a story post. I was like, yeah, I bought the hammer. I might as well just make it. So yeah, but if I were to do a secret one, it's going to be one that's going to blow people away. But then also if it's a secret one in the other sense where I just don't want to be identified, it would also be that for me at least. So, you know, either way is okay. okay. Coming back to that, that Thor build, how long did that take you relatively speaking? And if you were to attempt it when you kind of like were first getting into phone building, what is like almost the difference in time? Uh, if I tried to do that thing when I was starting, yeah, it did a little month, maybe a few months. I would have had to start months in advance. I still do that, by the way, but it would have just taken me longer to build. And plus the limit, you know, uh, sometimes I feel like Howard Stark, you know, in Iron Man 2, it's like I'm limited to the technology of my time. And that's kind of how I feel sometimes. It's like (laughs) I'm limited to this kind of technology in my house. It's like I need to do this. And so I'll look on Amazon or I'll look on tutorials and whatever. Now, uh, your boy did this. If I added up the time, I'd say no more than two weeks to get start to finish but that's but then it's also it was all spread out so it was like between fitting three hours of sleep because average I, I don't i don't know what eight hours of sleep is like 
I don't know what that <laughs> is, but um, and then also fitting work in. And then if I, you know, because I go to Target a lot to like buy stuff and they have like good sales on glues and all that stuff and action figures and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, but if I were to combine and compress all of that time I spent on my Thor build, probably two weeks. That's not that's that's a very short amount of time. It just blows my mind for like how long it took me to build my first armor build, which I did with hot glue, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, and is not I I wouldn't recommend against hot glue. I definitely there are better options out there. Yeah, but it's um, definitely a feasible glue. You would say um hot glue what i do is and i actually i remember uh i was helping you guys out earlier i at i asked what kind of hot glue do you have and the reason i say that is because i used to use just right any old hot glue something that's dual temp you know something like that um but that stuff gets hot and especially when you're i had the experience of i got so hot because my body heat and foam pretty much seals it all in, you know, I feel like a rotisserie chicken, you know, just glazed up all of the herbs and spices. And I, my body heat actually eroded some of the hot glue that was holding one of my shoulders together. And so that broke off and I was like, oh crap. The good thing was, is that I had a uh, bicep piece that was fitted. So it wasn't like slipping off, but it was the idea that, okay, I need to get this fixed. And so um, what I started doing is I would reinforce it with duct tape and then I would heat the duct tape around or whatever. I know there's easier ways, but I, at this point, I'm just I'm an old man just doing his own way. But then what I started doing and I didn't know this until I went to a random Walmart run and they have Gorilla Hot Glue. And I was like, oh, yes. What? Yes, they have Gorilla Hot glue sticks, and so I bought like a pack of those, and I have not looked back. What's the difference? Um, strength, like by far, like by far. And uh, apparently, I don't know if my research is correct. I have to like look it up, but I didn't know there was such thing as black hot glue. But I, and that's also used for like automotive, automotive use. So I'm gonna start employing that if it's something I can use. But Gorilla Hot glue is what I've been using, and I like it a lot. I also use Gorilla Glue gel. That's another sponsorship I think I should get. You know, Gorilla, I, I I am paying some of these kids college tuitions with all this Gorilla Glue I'm getting. But I'll get like Gorilla Glue gel, um, specifically that. Um, and uh, that stuff works well. Um, bad idea. I have done it where I'll get the Gorilla, I'll put the gel on first and then put the hot glue on. And then I put the whatever piece together with the other piece. Then I put duct tape over that. So two separate types of glue layered and then duct tape on top of that. That seems a little excessive. Uh, it's excessive and also dangerous because it does create a vapor. And if you breathe that in, your eyes immediately water. And you, so don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do so that. So advice to not follow from Dax Exactly. A lot of my advice, <laughs> if I have any life advice, probably don't follow it. But if it's cosplay advice that's not that, follow that. Always utilize pro proper PPE, which is uh, personal what protective here. I just call it a mask, but yes, Fair. that is, but um, yes, yes. Speaking of repairs, what are the common things that break for armor pieces at conventions? Um, the armor erodes, the, um, if there's like a lot of bends sometimes, like when you're fitting, especially if a, like a forearm bracer. Um, in fact, uh, I had a gold forearm bracer that I made. It's 
inspired by the destroyer armor the asgardian destroyer armor and it has like spikes all up the arm and thor has it and has had it in the comic books multiple times especially in the recent runs and that's why i kind of did it and when i bend my arm because it's fitted it's made specifically for me um i'll notice that it'll uh, when i'll bend my arm it'll start having hairline fractures and then it'll turn like towards longer it hasn't gotten bad but stuff like that um uh paint that crack that cracks especially if you don't seal it um what else is there uh is there an issue with um sometimes walking around on the con floor or navigating through people in some sorts of armor if it's something that either limits your range of motion but you kind of have no choice then yeah uh that that's an issue or if it's like pieces like i man um I have a friend of mine, she did the most amazing Jane Foster Valkyrie. Uh, her name is uh, uh, on Instagram, um, it's uh, Waifu Tella. And I nearly shed a tear because I was like, this is the same time I'm working on Thor. And I'm just like, yeah, I need to get on her level. All right, cool. And then I immediately sent her progress space. And I was like, yo, your build inspired me. So that made me want to do better. So, but, um, but anyway, but back to any kind of um, damage that could come, just limitation of movement, glue that erodes, or maybe if you have like nylon webbing or like elastic straps that are like glued to to foam and that foam, because I've had the problem where the foam's really thin and sometimes it'll actually tear the piece of foam off. So the glue stays, but the, that piece is now gone. So it's happened. It happened to me at uh, San Diego Comic-Con a couple years back because I was in a Justice League movie group and I was cyborg and that happened to me maybe an hour into the con. And so I didn't have anything on me. And so I contacted, um, um, I forgot her name, but she's so amazing. But she, uh, it was, uh, I think it's uh, SGT Cosplay, I think, Cosplay Repair, I believe. Um, But she came through took a look at my armor, reinforced it and all that stuff. And I was good to go. But yeah, um, stuff like that, especially if it's body heat, cause it gets hot. So any kind of glue erosion is scary. And you know? that's definitely something to consider, especially in the summer months, but like in Southern California, it's almost year round in regards mm-hmm. to like heat levels um, and sweat are also yep. um, adding to it. Cause you're not, it's not breathing. No. So that's, definitely a contributing factor you mentioned which is actually like one of my next topics to talk about but mm-hmm. like repair booths at conventions and repair of people mm-hmm. um i think we were talking you're talking about the, the the one girl that i know that because i met her at san diego yeah and I, yeah yeah. she goes to san diego every year and she's amazing like i just walked over and just fanboyed uh, at wondercon this year i was like you helped me fix uh you helped uh you fix my uh cyborg and so and she remembered me which was awesome so so to, to kind of explain, these are booths and are people where if your cosplay is falling apart or your wig needs help or um, you need a cross stitch on this or something or other and you need some little love and attention to your costume to keep going through the day, these people are like the, the heroes of the I was about to say they're, they're <laughs> our superheroes. I mean, I've... I've wanted to be self-reliant where I'll keep a repair kit with me. I always keep one on deck. Always. So if you can, if you go to a con and, and you know, 
you know how to like everything about your costume inside and out and you can improvise for any possible situation take everything you need what's in your repair kit what's in a like because it, it seems to me like the, the armor repair kit the it's a parallel to what someone might have is there like a makeup repair right, kit, like right, where right. they would have to be able to touch up in things or like bobby pins for wigs um hair clips for wigs hair like little things of hairspray snacks which is a different as a body repair kit oh no that is it is it that's very essential what's in your repair kit for conventions? all right so duct tape electrical tape uh, two bottles of Gorilla Glue Gel, uh, hot uh, hot glue sticks, hot small hot glue gun, um, an X-Acto knife with a a pack of X-Acto blades already in place, and one already in the uh, in the uh, um, the uh, knife itself. Um, extra nylon webbing just in case. Uh, triglides, which if triglides are basically these, they're the plastic pieces that you. Uh, would basically fold nylon webbing in to that way you can like adjust it kind of like a belt what's the webbing uh nylon webbing is uh basically kind of like a strap you know they use it uh, nylon webbing is used for like tactical uh tactical gear like any kind of military dog collars uh i believe so not the high quality yeah i believe so definitely with like the clips and that sort of yeah but it doesn't yeah but it doesn't come with anything it's just a roll yeah. And they come with different thicknesses and Amazon has them. Um, I get them a lot, especially sometimes I'll, I don't even use it to like hold things. They'll be used as like something to accentuate something else. You know, like my, my Captain America suit, I used the nylon webbing for the red part of what the flag part on his abdomen would yeah. be. So, but yeah, I have extra nylon webbing, uh, quick release buckles, um, needle and thread, um, I'm going to start trying to, I, I'm probably going to invest in like a portable heat gun just in case. Cause I do want to actually, cause it's getting to a point where I think I want to start slowing down on how many cosplays I do. Like if I go to San Diego, cause I know I said this year was going to be my last San Diego comic-con, but I'm kind of thinking, well, I, sh- I need one last ride. I, I can't have closure. So if I go next year, there's going to be one day, I'm just going to be a repair person. I'm just going to take stuff i'm just be like yo you want dm your boy and then i'll come to you i'll try to help you well thank you for it um a quick question on that repair kit mm-hmm. you mentioned exacto blade exactly like, exact the blades and everything so that repair kit is that the one you just bring to conventions and keep in your hotel room because a lot of places have security nowadays um i will keep the bigger portion if i'm not uh if i'm fairly confident which I have gotten in recent builds. I just leave it in the hotel room or I will take some of the stuff I know I will use like the glue, like the X-Acto blade. It's like, I need like an area to do that. And X-Acto blades can be dangerous. So like just glue itself and maybe, um, some of the tape. Yeah. Like electrical tape and duct tape. I will put that in a small bag and that'll go in the car. I just wanted to clarify so that we don't have people trying to take exacto knives and yeah, blades yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. into conventions. Yeah. Um, not every convention has bag searches, but a lot of them are starting to have bag searches. Yeah. And today when we did Long Beach, they have metal detectors, which don't yeah. always pick up everything, unfortunately. But um, when they're looking at your bag, you don't want them to find exacto blades. Exactly. Because that, it, it, that, that can be a dangerous territory. So I always leave it in the car. 
or if I'm staying very close to a convention, like when I, when I uh, go to WonderCon, I stay at a hotel that's walking distance. So I just leave my repair kit there. And I know one of my friends, she needed it. So I was like, okay, yeah, uh, it's already out. It's on the table. Uh, get this and, you know, just have fun. The, the team assist on that. I I can't I can count. No, I can't count. There's too many to count the, the situations where I've had something falling apart or I've had an issue with more often than not, it's the wig or the makeup or something with sewing and someone's come in clutch and not even someone I've known. Just someone like yeah. a stranger that's seen me struggling and then y'all are heroes. So I try to return the favor if I can. It seems like you're going to try to go on that path yeah, as well. I, yeah. Rewarding. Well, that and it's like uh, also I want to try being someone's cosplay handler. So it's like if they need – I'd be their personal assistant. So I'd be kind of like if something goes wrong with their costume, especially if they're doing like a big build that you can't walk in or whatever. It's like do you need food? Got you. And – I can wear regular clothes and be like, oh, I can actually have my wallet in my pants instead of in my boot? Fantastic. I don't have to put makeup on? Yeah. What? It's like, oh, my cell phone. It, it's in my pocket. It's not in some giant, it's not in some pouch that I had to connect to a belt that I had to fashion out of foam and worry about it tearing off. We know? actually use our utility belts for things. I used my utility belt today. Thank yeah. you. Uh, at, at, oh, man. Piggybacking off that, if you're wearing a costume that has utility belts, better. Because yeah. I don't know, man, my bat suit, every single Batman costume I wear, I make sure my utility belt is loaded for war. So I have a phone clip that has my phone. I have a special pouch that's just for um, my inhaler because I have asthma, you know. Um, then I have another pouch that's specifically set for money. Uh, I'll carry only like my ID on me and then I'll carry like how much money I want to spend. Or if I want to be lazy, I'll just have my debit card with me and everything else I'll keep in a secure location, either in the car, mostly in the car, or if I'm staying at the hotel, it'll be locked up in my room somewhere. Yeah. Definitely consider where you park as um, what you're going to leave in there. Right. I, I say that as someone who's definitely gone with the, the try to get the freeway of parking. And if you go early enough to like big conventions like mm-hmm. LA comic con, which is in downtown LA. And for those who don't live in this area, downtown LA parking decks are stupid expensive. So if you can get there early and don't mind walking a bit or, and, or are in a costume, that's okay to walk in. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're driving in, if you're close enough, you take an Uber, it's fantastic. But carpool carpool is also a way to reduce those costs and, um, up your safety of keeping things in the car, make it a, a lot easier to go and run to those for fixes, for food, for water, mm-hmm. so you don't have to carry everything on mm-hmm. you. Just a PSA from us that have had some terribly hot days and terribly yeah. daunting days with um, challenges yeah, in even, this regard. Yeah, even if you have a friend that you like, you went to the con together, but your friend's not wearing a costume, and it's just like, hey, can you carry my stuff? And I'm like, yeah, you know, because I've had couple of friends do that for me, you know, it's cause, and I trust them with my stuff yeah. because obviously I know where they live. So yeah, well, <laughs> but, aggressive, but yes, yeah, but, <laughs> but no, I trust them with my stuff. Like I'll have my own boy, uh, he'll keep, uh, my wallet on me. Cause I just didn't want to go through the changes of taking all that stuff out. Cause I don't have it. Cause when I was doing my cyborg cosplay, I had nowhere to put it. So I was just like, can you keep this in your bag? And he'll do it. And all I have to do is hit him up. The only thing I'll take is my phone. Because yeah. that I need. 
And a lot of conventions nowadays have um, charging stations. We highly recommend, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but I highly recommend any sort of like charging yes. block if you have the yes. space to keep it on you or a handler. Yes. Have a charging block. They are a blessing. You'll be everybody's best friend. Um, Especially multi-port chargers. Multi-port but, chargers. Yes. yes. Definitely on that. Um, always take Advil, which is a, just a random thought, was, my tangent thought there. No, that's weird. I was thinking Tylenol. I was thinking that like, yeah. Yeah, so and since we're talking about all these little like prep items here, and we'll summarize a lot of this information um, in the article and in like uh, notes as well, since we're having a conversation less of a, a straight off interview. But what things? Um, I'm, I'm failing at, at talking. So you've got this beautiful finished product. How do you take care of it? On convention floors, how, like we already said, the repair kit and everything. But how do you take care of it after the convention's over? I pray. I pray to. The, <laughs> I pray to the cosplay gods themselves. I just. I, I. I imagine that there's just like a bunch of clouds and like Ebony Warrior Studios and Yaya Han and Jessica Negri and like Linda oh Lee. God. They're just like all looking down at me and they're just putting their hands together. And they're just like. I was like, bless you, bless you, my son. (laughs) So, but then I also, I've gotten to the point where it's like any kind of damage, if it's like dirt or anything, I've kind of been like, "Mm," one or two things. One, it's easy to repair or two, battle damage. It's part of the costume. That's what I was going to say. But um, I've gotten, I've gotten comfortable with the builds I do to where they hold up because my Thor costume held up an entire an entire run, you know, through test fittings and all that stuff. So I, 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 I've gotten to a point where now like my builds are very, very consistent as far as their quality. So they'll stay together. Well, any cautionary tales and um, kind of maybe procedural advisements um, for transporting to a convention or um, just in the design process as well? Uh, As far as transporting, make sure they're able to, uh, to fit in a crate. Um, Target's your best friend, Target, Walmart, any kind of store that has like those giant plastic crates, for real, those are, those are a lifesaver. I have a giant, um, uh, battle axe that I made for Thor. It's called Yarnborn. It's his enchanted battle axe when he wasn't worthy in the comic books. And that one is pretty tall. It's like maybe three and a half, four feet. And I'm just kind of like, well, this has got to be able to fit. So I recommend if you have a prop that you can disassemble, perfect. You know, because my mine does mine disassembles because it's three sections. So bottom handle, midsection, head, uh, accent, and I just fit it all. In fact, my entire Thor build fits in a giant crate except for the boots and the chest armor. Everything else, Mjolnir, the helmet, the gloves, all of that stays. So something like that, if it can be disassembled, then it's easier to transport. But if it's not, um, big vehicles. I know there's a lot of people out there that have taken really... There's a dude that took a giant juggernaut cosplay uh, to San Diego Comic-Con this year. I, I His uh, Instagram handle escapes me, but that... 
I would be scared to take something like that. So I imagine uh, there's people that will have big vehicles so they'll be able to transport it. Truck rentals and exactly, the like. Exactly, yeah. Especially for those giant ones because those are those are on another level. But yeah, anything that can be collapsible or something that you can at least um, fit in a trunk and it can, um, if not disassemble, be collapsible, uh, what I said. And when you say fit, do you mean fit with room or fit as crammed tightly as possible because you have a weight limit and you're flying? Both. Okay. Yeah. And do the best you can. Uh, one of my friends, I know he had to like actually ship his stuff uh, or he was going to ship his stuff to a Star Wars celebration. So there is that. Um, I'm scared of doing that. I need to have all my stuff on me. Um, but also um, because it's a flight. Uh, you also got to be mindful. It's like, you know, I may want to take this to a con, but maybe I can't get in because it, it's it, 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 TSA may look at it and like, nah, you can't take this with you, bro. You know, so you got to be mindful about all those things, like the environment you're going to, how you're getting there and think like, okay, can I ship this? Can it, 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 can I send this to a friend and they can do, you know, there's, there's a million different things. Um, is there any issue in regard to packing too many pieces of armor in in one box with weight so like i've had horror stories where, where i've mispacked things and it kind of crushed the armor yep, i've done that i've done that before so, I, I you just have to play tetris and yeah and just keep a, an awareness on it exactly yeah Jordan, do you have any um cautionary cautionary tales Huh, uh, any, any big sticks? I know we um you've mentioned different so you've mentioned different attachment points for armor. Mm-hmm. Are there things to do and not to do as far as um materials to use as far as attaching it to yourself? Say, like I started off and I was on my own. I go to a lot of cons on my own, and I uh, locally I run into people I know that can help me out. But I'm on my own. So mm-hmm. do you have any recommendations for as far as like being able to put armor on and off and like little quick fixes and um, quick design items like that? Um, well, to me, it always goes back to the design process. And when like when I design my particular build, I design it with every single piece I'll need to remove it or whatever. I don't just draw the character of how I want it to look. I draw it with how is it going to look on me in the real world? So that means quick release buckles. Um, now, how long is the nylon webbing going to be in a certain place? Do I need elastic? Do I need um, do I need this part to collapse? Do I need to put Velcro on the cape? Where is the Velcro going to go on the cape so that way it stays flush and the cape just shows out? A lot of different things in that design process. So it's a lot of it, – it, it, it's just planning and like – Trial know, and error. Yeah, a trial and error definitely. But if you can create – once you get to a certain point – or at least from my experience, I don't want to speak for anybody. I, from my experience, I've gotten to a point where I'm confident in what I put together that I can do kind of repeat the same thing over and over again because it works. You know, so like simplest thing is Velcroing the cape because I can't sew. So when I get capes, I'll just get one like off, off of Amazon. And like for my Batman cape, I got this really big like, you know, vampire, like Ruby's vampire cape and whatever. And I just cut the bottom and just um, to make the, uh, like the sharper points. But I do this for every costume. The uh, top ends that will go on my person, I'll have two ends with uh, uh, Velcro. And then somewhere on the suit, 
the Velcro has got to be there. In the case for Batman, the Velcro can be just on like the top of my chest, put the cape on, and then the mask goes over it, the cowl goes over it. Problem solved. Cape, cape, cape's sitting pretty. <laughs> but for something like Thor, or at least how I built it, I have to create like an uh, I, I have to create a collar piece that I can move or at least has enough clearance to where I can fit Velcro underneath. So that way, when I put the cape on, I can just like shove it in and it'll stay, you know, so anything like that. Yeah. A lot of it is trial and error because um, just even the placement of where straps and stuff are might work for you. But if I were to try to to replicate the exact same on myself, it might not work so well, might slip. So definitely there is always going to be like an iterative process. I mentioned earlier with yourself and your own builds. So we've, we've spoken on a little bit on harassment and social media, as well as touched on a few mental health, like the bleak mental health subjects, um, and, and having almost like imposter syndrome, uh, on, and being our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that anxiety that comes with building your own cosplays. Um, have you found anything that helps with the anxiety, the stress, et cetera, that, that comes with cosplaying? Uh, knowing that you have to do what's best for you, not somebody, what somebody else or not doing better than someone else. The one thing that I can't stress enough is, yeah, I understand there's other cosplayers that have been doing this for a while, but they've also been doing it for a while or they, even they will second guess themselves. I mean, they're not, none of us are gods. We, we technically, well, technically in the sense we are gods because we create, but also in the sense that we can't like we can only do what our skills are. We can't try to like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can start walking. You know, sometimes some people are more, um, they can, they can pick up stuff faster. And then, so they adapt faster. You know, some people turn into Tony Stark on a whim and they're just like, Oh, okay. I did this like a couple weeks ago and I just learned. So it, it really depends on the person and it, it, I mean, you just have to do what works for you and you got to be proud of it. I always think to myself and I look to other cosplayers because when I get, I, I've gotten asses like, do you ever consider cosplay a bad cosplay? I'm like, well, I worry about my own cosplay because I want to worry about if my product works. Um, if people want my advice, I will give it to them. But if they're not asking I'm not going to give it to him. And I'm not, well, not in the sense that I'm not going to show up and just say, Hey, you could have done this a little bit better, or you could have, for what it's like, if they were, if they feel confident and they can work with it, that actually makes me happy. Cause I'm like, yo, it's like, look at you, you know, you did it, you know? And I don't, um, I don't like being that person that I don't, I don't care about the idea of like, I want to be better than someone else. I'm just like, yo, I just want to learn more than I did the last two builds, you know? And if someone else, you know, is at a skill skill level I'm not at, well, okay, they're at another skill level. I'm not competing with them because I don't care about competing with any other cosplayer. That's not why I'm here. I do it because I like the characters. It's a good way to uh, do my art. If it grants me opportunities, then that's awesome. Like, because of cosplay, I was able to be flown out to New York to be on Good Morning America for Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, I was able to go to the 
premiere, uh, uh, the Hollywood premiere of, of X-Men Dark Phoenix. I was able to do the Marvel Becoming thing. You know, I've, I've led a pretty interesting life for myself. And I owe a lot of that creative process. I, I owe a lot of it to being creative and doing cosplay. But that's only a portion of it. That's not like the whole thing. So I, it, it, just have fun learning and have fun like building because not every not every artist can, you know, sometimes you have to work at things. You have to work at it. You know, it's like anything. We're all just people. Yeah, we're all exactly. people trying to find our way and I love that you mentioned how where you can only really compare yourself to yourself. Yes. I think that's like the, the the fairest way to do it. And I think it transcends more than just cosplay. That definitely is a great um, life outlook that I know I've been trying to adopt. And it's not always the easiest because we are our own worst critics yes. and um, everyone has their own levels of anxiety and, and, mm-hmm. and issue, levels of um, comfort in regards to their hobbies and what they do exactly. and how they portray themselves to the world. But being able to look back and say, well, I have improved myself yeah, and, or I've improved this technique. I learned a thing. Like I always try to celebrate the moments where I learn a thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. and that, that usually happens with me awkwardly saying, oh, I learned a thing exactly. in whatever company that I'm in, which sometimes is professional company is weird, but you know what? I'm celebrating the fact that I have now <laughs> added this skill or tidbit of knowledge, et cetera. Um, one of the, I, I know I'm chatting on a bit. No, you're fine. Because if it makes you happy, yeah, then that's what matters. As long as the cosplay ain't offensive or it's not harming anybody, do it. Like just, just make the thing, wear the thing, go, go, have that thing on to all the things, and <laughs> get pictures with the thing. You know, and then go home and peel the thing off, and then Clean make it. make sure to clean it or if it's not something that could be clean take care of it i'm gonna gonna i want to tr- follow two different trains of thought first i'm gonna because i wanted to say one of my favorite phrases talking on something earlier um progress not perfection yeah um even if it's an inch forward you're still moving forward yes. and no one's perfect yeah progression no one, yeah progression is not something that's fast that is with in terms of learning a skill set or any kind of like change you want to make in society or anything like that, it is a slow crawl. And it's either, it's either that or the alternative you just stay. I mean, you could do that, but it's like, if you want to, if you want to get better, just keep learning. You know, I, I mean, I've definitely second guessed myself a thousand times. I've done it so many times or I'll think, We've all done it. yeah. Or I'll look at a build and I'm just saying, this is, good and other people say this is great so it, we had, it happens yeah uh, we had this conversation where you were saying something about how oh or i met you and you were like mentioning something was off and was good i'm like i think it looks exactly expletive amazing yeah. and i thought it was super high caliber and i was just in all of it so yeah. it, it's just it's just a matter of like could i have done this better with the skill set i could have thought of something an easier solution to put this together you know and that's Definitely. just for me you know, because I don't want to speak for anybody else. It's definitely a good habit not to start, like, and not to tear yourself down, much less to tear yourself down to someone that's trying to compliment you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, especially if they look up to you and you're like, oh, this is garbage. It, it doesn't always make them feel too good. Yeah, It's yeah, dismissive yeah. to their compliment. Yeah. And that's just another thing that transcends into, into life. Um, 
gone off on the life tangent a bit. No, it's fine. The, yeah. The other thread I wanted to um, follow, which is a miracle I even remember it, is how do you clean foam armor? Because you're literally, you said you're like in a sauna and a hot box. Just, uh, just <laughs> wet towel and just wipe it off. I mean, you know, if you've sealed it and properly painted it, it's going to, it's going to last you. I mean, or even if you're crazy as me, I'll do like seven costumes in a year and I'll probably have worn them to one con and they'll just, just be in my closet. My closet has more costumes now than regular clothes. <laughs> than real people clothes. I have, <laughs> I have looked in my closet and if I was just a random person, I'm going to look at this and think, does this, is this guy a superhero? Like what, what? What does this guy do for a living? You know, because I have, it, I'll look at my closet. I have Magneto. I have like four Batman suits. I have Killmonger. I have Wolverine. I have, also, stay tuned. I am doing Wolverine. So, um, and then it's like I have Bishop and then whatever. And I have like so many builds that are just hanging up in my closet if, I, if they can hang up. Um, and I'm just kind of like, well, just wipe them off. If they can be washable, please wash them. Because please, boy, bacteria grows so easily. Not um, only that, and it's just like, bro, don't go to a con and be stanking. No one wants <laughs> if, if 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 you come to a con and you and you're smelling musty. It's kind of like, bro, what are you doing? It's, but I know halfway through, it's like it gets hot and whatever. Yeah, but I'm talking I, about like basic hygiene. You show you show up smelling like a bag of funyuns, then we got an issue. <laughs> it's like that escalated. We really got quickly. an issue. Um, so a tip, and I don't know if this works with foam, but it was recommended to me in regards to my Gaston jacket, which mm. is zero percent breathable, and I wore to WonderCon, mm. and literally just sweat was it was just a sweat fest. Um, I was recommended to take a like not a good vodka, but like a high proof vodka, and like mix it with water and wipe it down that way. I have been told that, yes, I have been told that. I have not done it, but I have been told by uh, one of my closest friends and then someone else told me, but yeah. Aubrey told me. Yeah. She heard it in regards to like just um, theater groups, like theater costumes because they get worn so much and by so many different people. You want to kind of try and disinfect it. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, So if anyone has had success with that, please let us know because I am hesitant in spraying down a Disney character costume. With booze and smelling like a drunkard yeah. going to any sort of um, convention just seems like a questionable idea to me. Mm-hmm. So let me know if anyone has um, experience on this. It'd be fantastic. You mentioned Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Any dream builds? Um, or that's, I guess, an upcoming project. But any other dream builds or uh, um, things you want to mention? Are we talking about just dream that I that I will or maybe or I just can't okay. do or all if you had all resources available to you and all like and with your talent set even if been improved and everything like you're we you're lame but all the resources you could war, war machine armor that's okay. it war machine armor uh starts mark 85 armor from endgame uh oh boy I have a list of dream <laughs> cosplays but I'll narrow it down to like five that's two already um, the, for those of you that are Spider-Man fans, if you read this, it's web of Spider-Man issue 100. It came out in like the early nineties. It was Spider-Man's armored suit that he wears. It's like this black and silver suit. That one I'm actually going to, I'm eventually going to make, but that one, but the Stark armor, 
there's any kind of Stark tech. Um, there was a time I wanted to do the Justice Buster, which is basically Batman's version of the Hulk Buster, except it's optimized to fight every member of the Justice League with reckless abandon. And it was uh-huh. it was it was in uh, the Endgame story arc that uh, Scott Snyder uh, wrote for Batman, and it's amazing storyline by the way. But also it it was the most gangster thing I've ever seen because he's rocking this suit in the middle of Gotham because Joker put Joker toxin in all the Justice League, so they're all attacking him. He just rolls up and he's like, "Welcome to Gotham," and he just goes he just goes at it, and oh he's just like he has a protocol for everything because the boy is psycho. But Justice Buster it was one that I thought of. Um, then. This one, I am, I am, because it, 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 it's a rabbit hole because <laughs> if I do any video games, I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to do video game cosplays, but Scorpion, I grew up with, and I did that for Halloween and I still have some of the stuff. So I'm just kind of like, I'll upgrade this one. But Master Chief is one that I've always kind of flirted with. There's some anime uh, builds that I've looked at. I know that um, Ingenium from My Hero Academia, that's another one that I've looked at and like, I don't know. But if I'm, if I had the time, the resources, do everything, and if I hadn't made a promise to myself that I wouldn't do it anymore of making a full armor build, I would make, I would spend quite a bit of time and money building the absolute most authentic but also realistic and also complicated cyborg cosplay i could possibly do i'm talking moving parts like um if he's flying he's gonna have you know air flaps you know his retractable you know like arm cannon you know i'm talking the whole nine automation of lights Powerbox. Oh, yeah. I would go completely off the rails, and that would be the only costume I would do for the entire year. Um, but that'd considering be, I'll never do it, and I don't have that kind that'd of that'd be time an expensive. Money, yeah, that definitely yeah. that'd be a ballpark. That'd be over a couple grand. Easy, yes. yeah, easy, yeah. just to ballpark it for people. If when you're looking at costumes, when you're looking at like commissioning people that yeah. do these sorts of builds, um, what. From what I understand, they put in its material cost and then it's hours yeah. put into be, it. Be kind to people that do commissions because they are taking time, especially if they're not like, they're not in like the, like, you know, if they're not in the film industry where they're like doing costume design, they're making all this stuff and there's like a crew, it's just them. Be kind to them. It, it's like, if it's not in your price range, don't worry about it, but don't try to, you know, say like, don't, it's not like buying a car. It's like, don't try haggling them unless or ask like can i get this discount or whatever because i know you don't do that it's like they're artists that have to make a living on that are on their craft and you just if you want good quality sometimes you have to pay a little more if not no shame in saying it's out of my price range i'm i'm cool but yo your work is great yeah, i've done that you know there was a a black panther helmet that i wanted and as soon as i saw that it was six hundred dollars i was like i don't want it that badly and i was like bro the the work is still dope and i followed him on instagram so i'm like yeah so just be kind to people that are making this stuff because they are they do work work hard you know and you know you yeah it's 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 hard work a lot of time a lot of effort they're putting a lot of love into it yeah money's great money's very great that's solves a lot, like 95% of problems or at least my problems but um 
it's also they're putting their skill set out there to make something for you. So, you know, just just be mindful of that because they are all artists. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, there's no shame in asking someone for, you know, what's a ballpark range? Yes. For, yeah. you know, this sort of, you know, item. That's not a hard quote. I work in sales. The, mm-hmm. the, definitely in any commissioners or any makers that are looking to do this, definitely give budgetaries out, give ranges, and definitely mm-hmm. be explicit with if you do give or give a quote out just to protect yourself. Yes. Um, be explicit of what that quote entails mm-hmm. and what the due, you want to get a due date. And yeah. this is kind of delving into a whole different full-on podcast topic, but oh, I just kind of want to qualify a few little things here and there because I've just seen... I've seen things fall apart in friendships and just seen people waste their time, which is the, really the most valuable yes, uh, commodity time, that we have. Exactly. Resource, yeah, exactly. Guys. And yeah, you know, you'll learn, you learn that money will change a friendship or a relationship. If you, if you let it, it will. But um, also, I mean, yeah, there probably are vendors or something. They're probably rude or they're probably people that will not give you a product. But for the most part, I like to think that a lot of the people that are putting their time and effort, they're doing they're doing the best they can and they're doing a good they're job. They're people too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those things where um, uh, I found people that are like, they'll do payment plans. I personally, myself, if I do commissions, I need it all up front because I'm going to be tallying up exactly what the cost of like the supplies is, how much time. And then there's people that'll be very, very, if you're getting into like Reeves FX territory, it's like, he does a lot of good quality work and that's a lot of time and effort, you know, sort of like, you know, but for someone like me, I'm just going to use myself as an example. When I'm, if I were to do a commission, you'll know right off the bat what my skill set is. I will be able to tell you if I can or cannot do it. Um, and it won't be a and it won't be really a thing of like I just can't do it because I don't have the time. I'll make the time if I want if I want that business and I want to put my name out there. I'll make the time, but it's more of like, am I confident enough to put this together? Because this is not worn for me. This is for somebody else now. So now when I think about it, I have to be mindful. So that's why I, I'm I've been making more props. That's why I did Yarnborn, you know, and then you know stuff like that. So. If I uh, or when I start doing commissions, um, that's one thing. And then also like um, I do it in blocks. So like I'd only get four customers and then it's like, okay, after those are done. And then I have to lot time for each one. And then also it's the idea of letting them know, letting them know, hey, this progress, this is how it's coming. Because that's how I would let them know. Communication, as in yes. most things, is very, very key. Mm-hmm. Relationships in like biz- in business relationships, platonic relationships, Everything. romantic relationships, people that are making your food. <laughs> Communicate. <laughs> Communication and respect. Exactly. Please do not go to Starbucks and then just remember that, oh, you wanted almond milk, and then you get mad when it was really your fault you didn't say it. So low, low PSA. PSA, shout out to all our food service folks. Exactly, yeah, because they work uh, like every person that has to use a skill set to put stuff together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what it boils down to is that people that are selling, it's pretty much they're selling their time and skills. Yes. They have a right to put a value, is whatever value they want on mm-hmm. there, and that's that. And just respectfully 
don't be yelling, disrespectfully say, you know, I can't afford that. And yeah. Maybe another time. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of money and support, how can people support you and how can people follow your work? Um, I am on Instagram. I go by Jack's Cosplay. So it's J-A-X and then it's underscore symbol and then cosplay. I have that. I also have uh, my Twitter account, but I don't really use that as much for my cosplay, but I will. Uh, that one's under Cosplay Jax, uh, but it'll say Jax Cosplay in all one word. So there's that too. Um, as far as any other kind of support, just say what's up. You know, if likes are cool, you know, I'm not really a I'm not really a person that's like, oh my god, this thing got like ten likes. I wish it got more. I don't care. It's like for me, I'm just kind of like, yo, I'm putting it out there. Whoever sees it, sees it. I'm, that's not going to dictate how much some, it, 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 it does have an effect on some people where it's like, yeah, that dictates sponsorships or any kind of like monetary value, some of that, but for me, nah, cause I pay out of pocket for everything I do. So, you know, um, and that's not saying that I'm like better than anybody because of it. It's just like, that's just that place I'm at. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, you know, so yeah, just, look at my stuff and just say, that's a thing. I like that thing. Cool. Yeah. I obviously, since I had you on the podcast would definitely um, recommend going and checking out some of his uh, builds that he's done. His Thor is pretty dope. Hopefully we have some more content coming out. We should have some pictures with the the article and maybe do like a little bit of a video for this on um, the temple of geek. But before we kind of close out, I know we've had a very long conversation as I expected it to be. And it was fantastic by the way. Because we're both butterfly chasers here. Mm-hmm. But um, do you have any other thoughts or comments before we wrap um, on armor building, on like tips for like cosplay communities, or just anything? Just to reiterate, and I'm not going to go off on too many things. This is just going to be a lot of just stuff just to think about. Just take your time, learn from as many people as you can. If someone doesn't answer or whatever, you know, just try to like keep going google youtube all of that good stuff is your friend um be better than yourself don't worry about trying to be popular just try to make just try to make art you know it's like i know that a lot of times especially on social media it's kind of like well these people have this follower count you know they're super popular and whatever and it's kind of like and i've talked to a couple of them and they're like yo i i do this you know i have patreons or whatever but it's like i do this because i really like it you know it, i'm not trying to you know, it, and sometimes it just happens, you know, where it just works out. Also, cosplay is not consent. I don't know how many times that can be reiterated. It just because a booty's hanging out doesn't mean you should stare or videotape it or whatever. Don't do that, you know, because that's gross. And um, yeah, just kind of just uh, enjoy, enjoy this craft. Like, you know, put your enjoy it, whether you're just like spectating, you're just like, yo, I just like I'll never do it. I'd like to see people do it. But then I've heard that before and those same people will end up kind of tiptoeing their way into it. And like my homeboy, my homeboy asked me about a static shock cosplay and I gave him advice. I even what I did, because he's my boy, I bought him his uh, shirt. Now, keep in mind. I'm not buying stuff for any for every, for everyone. This is because he was what? my boy, and I wanted to help. I wanted to you know help him out. You know, it's like welcome to cosplay. Here's a gift for you. And as the next day came, 
after the day he wore static shock, he was like, dude, I want to do another thing. And I'm like, I told you it's like it, it, it you dip your fingers into it. it you're you're going to want to start swimming. You're going to want to start swimming in that pool. So, it, you know, and just be just treat people like you like you'd want to, because I don't know how many times like being a black cosplayer or like if there's female cosplayers out there, it's like they've had we've had our all of us have had our share of harassment in some way. And I know that's like speaking to a brick wall because nothing's going to happen with it. But it's just like, yo, if, you know, like I said before, some people won't be as nice or won't simply just exit. Some people will will burn you. So think before you speak or think before you act like, you know. Yeah, definitely part of this podcast is hopefully to um, start more positive conversations yeah. and um, talk about those difficult burnings. Yeah, and also, <laughs> but on a lighter note, just don't be afraid to, you know, you know, because I've, don't be afraid to walk up to someone and just say hi and I love the stuff and then just, you know, that, that's we so love much that. fun. It's so much fun, especially what kills me is when kids do it. When I wore Cyborg, Actually, no. I wore a Ghostbuster cosplay one time. This little black kid looked at me straight in the face. He was in awe. He was with his dad, and he stared at me. He was like, are you a real Ghostbuster? And I almost lost it. And I was like, yeah, yeah I am. Because for him, it's kind of like, I see myself in this character I've never seen before. And the cool thing about Ghostbusters is that you can just wear your last name. It's not like Magneto or something or whatever. But even if it's that, it's like, you know, it's like you got a Latino kid that sees a Latino woman doing Wolverine. They're just looking like, yo, like, that's awesome. Whether it be that costume is awesome or it's like, yo, some of my community is doing a character I love. I love seeing myself in that. Because that's important, you know, the representation means a lot respect means a lot being mindful to your surroundings means a lot being uh very aware that you gotta there progressing takes a while so learning all that good stuff all of that is important i definitely want to add on to something you you said in in passing and that we're gonna definitely cover over probably multiple and I've already spoken on a couple times um cosplay is not consent yes um in regards to armor don't touch not don't, unless, don't not touch without ask. asking get asked before you touch because exactly. um we already talked about all the things that could possibly go wrong mm-hmm. um and all the, the the time that's put into these mm-hmm. things and sometimes these things are held together by the end of con or even sometimes at the beginning of con by hopes dreams and prayers and mm-hmm. a little bit of duct tape so yep Treat with kindness. Treat it as if it's um, a museum piece. It's a, it's their work of art. It might not look like it to you or it might look like it is, but definitely take the moment and um, be very careful. Don't touch people or their props or mm-hmm. their costumes or their stuff. Always ask permission. Always. Just simple as that. Same thing with um, pictures and stuff. We've gone into... Oh, yeah. We'll go into more detail in, a, in other podcasts. and we've gone into a bit of detail in some other ones as well, but... Um, I think we went on a bit of another tangent, but That's I cool. want to really thank you for coming on, having a nice long conversation with me. Uh, there are a lot more tidbits than, um, uh, just armor building in this, in this one. Yeah. Um, definitely. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully you'll join in for the next one. Uh, thank you guys.
Thank you for listening to the Cause Life Hack Podcast on Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other shows, head over to templeofgeek.com where you can find all sorts of things that pertain to the world of geek. As always, we want you to join in today's conversation, so please engage us with your comments and with your experiences. And don't forget to follow Cause Life Hack on Instagram as well for additional content. Mm-hmm.